Welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery. Hello, Tallahassee, and we are about to explode into a new discussion on the topic, He Has Risen. Praise God. You know, God bless you all for tuning in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique faith talk show sharing the good news with you and loved ones by helping to build healthy relationship. Last week, we shared about the Feast of Unleavened Bread, its meaning and what it implies. Yes, and as we do a review, remember Passover or Peshach, the Feast of Unleavened Bread in the Hebrew calendar is in the year 5781. Wow. Not 2021. <laughs> 5781. Yes, we're following the Hebrew calendar. This year, the feast began at sundown on Saturday, March 27th, and I'm trusting everyone uh, broke the Sabbath with um, the Feast of Unleavened Bread and mm-hmm. ended at nightfall Sunday, April the 4th. Following the Passover, there was a period of seven days that you can read about in Leviticus 23. Remember, we pull out our Bibles all the time, known as the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And remember, during this time of Exodus, God gave instructions to the Hebrews to prepare a special meal to eat before leaving Egypt. You need a substance. Yes, they did, because it's going to be a little bit of a trip. (laughs) They were told to kill a lamb, then remove all leaven. And if you don't know what leaven is, it's that yeast that makes those rolls rise and taste delicious. But they had to eat unleavened bread they had to remove it from their houses before the feast began by removing the leaven teaches christians to be diligent in overcoming obstacles and teaches understanding and humility toward the sins of others and you can read this in exodus 12 18 and summarize um, the rest of it is in 11 through 17 and 21 through 28. And just remember, the reason for this was God was coming to kill those Egyptians and he wanted them to put the blood of the lamb that they killed over their doorposts so that the angel of death could pass over. Well, you know, that's what he said at midnight, Mm. not to go out and party, but at midnight, the most high God allowed the angel of death to pass through the land of Egypt. And remember now, get your Bibles out because we have a lot of scriptures uh, ready for you to read and study on. So and just go back uh, Exodus 11, four, and then move forward to 1229 in Exodus. So as he passed the angel of death from door to door, the death angel sought to enter every household. If the entrance was covered by blood, the angel of death could not enter, but had to pass over that house. Remember, the blood never loses its power. Praise God. It took 40 years of wandering in the desert due to sin against the Most High God before the Hebrews entered their promised land. Mm. You know, JC, we can do a show just on why the Hebrews got stuck in the desert so long, but let us jump several centuries to the death and resurrection of Jesus the Christ. Uh, That just reminds me is that you did do a a message on stuck in reverse. Maybe that's what happened with the Hebrews. (laughs) They got stuck in reverse. So that would be a good uh, analogy. Yes, they did. Of course, we all want to do that because when we feel like we're moving into 
uncharted territory. Sometimes we want to go back to where we were and we never want to go back. Christ, uh, even Paul said that I look to the uh, sign, uh, I go towards the sign uh, of a new calling, not going backwards. So you have to do that. But good idea because last week was the holiest week in Christendom and uh, of the Jewish faith. Mm -hmm. Much focus was on Yeshua and events leading up to his crucifixion, but very little is given on his resurrection. So this week's show, we're going to talk about he has risen. Yes. But first, we're going to visit our uh, Stone Builders partner, Dr. Elton Powell, chiropractic physician of Dynamics Mind and Wellness Center. Mm. If you've been in an accident, have back pain, yep. headaches, yep. diabetes, yes. as Pastor says, or seeking <laughs> weight loss, yes. call for an appointment. Dr. Elton Powell, who now is at 1395 Cross Creek Circle, and you can reach him at 850-402-9061 and let him know the Stone Builder sent you. He is now uh, calling himself a medical clinic, and I'm just... I appreciate that he has now doing uh, working with Pastor on some of his issues. Yes. And it's working. Praise God, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He has injections that help you with your spine, your pain, carpal tunnel. Uh, it's a list of uh, items. So just call him and he'll give you the hookup. Yes. And But before we take a break, uh, we have JC and I, we are so active uh, in farm share. We enjoy doing it. It also allows us not only to, to uh put food into the community, but also the camaraderie of the uh, the volunteers and people that we are meeting who come to get the food. So on April the 24th, mark your calendar, we are working with uh, Representative Ramon Alexander, District 8. Uh, he has been sponsoring FarmShare for years yes. and uh, as a host, and uh, but the virus basically uh, shut everything down for about a year, but he's back. He's back. So Saturday, April the 24th, uh, we will all be at Sable Palm Elementary School at Sable Palm Elementary School, 2813 Ridgeway Street. And we will start at 8 a.m. But sometimes uh, when the volunteers, volunteers, you're welcome to show up at 630. uh, We have enough food that we'll package up and everything. And sometimes instead of waiting till eight, we'll just go in and get started. Sometimes uh, sometimes we've started as early as seven, seven fifteen. And that's uh, why we. We end early some at, at early bird gets the worm. Yes, it does. And and we're just so thankful for the Leon County Schools and, and Sable Palm Elementary School and Cumulus Media. Uh, and of course, uh, our, our, our longtime volunteers, uh, Ken Nolan from um, Comcast and April uh, Gardner and, and uh, JC, top top person i can't do without her to make this happen so you know uh, april the 24th uh, we'll, we'll start until all the food runs out so this is a drive-through only not because of us but no walk-ups due to social distancing we would love to be able to serve everyone but you know because of social distancing the cdc you know we can only serve you if you're in a car and uh, that's so frustrating for us at times but remember april the 24th representative ramon alexander is bringing the the regular size truck um uh the quarterly if you want that semi truck that's in june so um you know hey we'll be right back there's no need to cry 
Stand up on your feet now, lift your head up high Wait till tomorrow, lay down your sorrow, freedom is here today Wipe away those tears, child, put down your shame My name is Anne-Marie Baker and I used to have severe excruciating right arm and neck pain thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. I no longer have any pain or discomfort and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Elder JC here with Living Stones with another parenting snippet just for you. Parents, do you know the difference between discipline and punishment? No? Listen up. Discipline offers the correct behavior and encourages growth developing good behavior for the future. It comes from an attitude of love and makes children feel secure. Punishment, on the other hand, makes a child pay for doing something wrong. Paying for something in the past comes from an attitude of anger, makes children fearful, angry, hostile, and guilty. Now you know the difference between discipline and punishment. For further information, contact Living Stones, welivingstones.org. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary, myself, and my lovely wife, Elder J.C. Montgomery. What a wonderful day hey. to be in the neighborhood. I love it. We, we want to invite you to become a friend of the Stone Builders Hour. Uh, just a friend. And you can do so by sewing a $25 gift so the Stone Builders Hour may continue on the air and podcasting. And it's so easy. Just visit our website at welivingstones.org and click the donate button. Your faithful donation will support this radio show, prison ministry, and our parenting snippets. Also, remember, not only can you listen to uh, the Stone Builders are on Wave 94.1, but at your convenience, yes. your convenience, not every Thursday at five o'clock, but whenever you want to on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, iTunes, iTunes podcast. Yes. So become a $25 friend and we will send you a special gift. Now, praise God, <laughs> that's a mouthful I hope they heard a special gift. Yes. So let us return to the rest of the story. This is the most holy time that I am going to 
harness my speech on current events <laughs> so we can focus on he has risen. Oh, yes, Pastor. And trust me, when you give, this is the opportunity for us to get the truth of what the Bible is actually saying to us as believers. So it is not surprising that there are differences in what people saw on the Sabbath morning. And remember, we're talking about the Sabbath. I believe, Pastor, we need to do a show on just the Sabbath. When Yeshua rose from the dead. Could you imagine the sight of the empty tomb and the heavenly messengers produce a mixture of reactions? I mean, there was excitement. Could you imagine Mary came to see Jesus at the tomb and he wasn't there? Mm. So there was some anxiety. But then when she later saw him, she saw joy. And then there was fear and wonder because there was a rumor going around that his body was going to be taken. And so now they're assuming, well, did that really happen? There was confusion as people rushed here and there to tell others. One writer record what he heard from some, another what he heard from others. But there is no variation on the basic facts. The tomb was empty. Hallelujah. And Yeshua had risen. Hallelujah. Yes. It's clear to every believer taking Yeshua's resurrection out of the New Testament would cut the heart of Christianity. Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, 14 said that without the resurrection, our faith would be in vain. Mm. The resurrection is the ultimate proof that Yeshua was the Messiah. Go to Acts 2, 3, 6 and Jehovah's acceptance of his atoning work. It, it, it also guarantees our own resurrection. In addition, our risen Savior, as our advocate, pleads our case before the Most High God. After Yeshua was crucified, a soldier pierced him in his side, confirming that Yeshua was dead. Then Joseph Arimathea, a disciple of Jesus and a member of the Sanhedrin council, he obtained his body with Pilate's consent. Mm. He then wrapped it in linen and placed it in his own tomb. Joseph Aramea received help from Nicodemus, who brought spices to preserve Yeshua's body. And you can read about all these things, and it's all throughout the New Testament in 1 Corinthians 15, 22-23, or in Luke 23. Luke 23, 50 through 53, or hey, how about Matthew 27, 57 through 60? So the whole story of the resurrection is throughout the New Testament. Well, since you mentioned, Pastor, uh, the Luke 23, I want to read from 54 through um, 57. It states preparation and the Sabbath was beginning. And remember, this was Saturday. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. But on the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. So he was laid, but he really couldn't be properly prepared until the Sabbath was over. So uh, uh, one of the things... Because on the Sabbath, no work. No work, right. do anything. That's a chill day. Yes. 
So we read about the large stone was put there, and that's in Matthew 27, 60. I read you about the preparation for the Sabbath was near um, Luke 23, 54. Once the Sabbath began at sundown, no more burial preparations were allowed. This Passover Sabbath was not the regular weekly Saturday Sabbath, but a special Sabbath that Apostle John referred to as a high day. And that's in John 19.31, since it was the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And we determined that to have been on Wednesday. It had special rules, including complete rest, no work could be done, and no leaven could be used in the food or found in their homes. And you see how this connects? You're, you take and go back and read this in Exodus 12.15-20. through 20. There were many Galilean women who watched from a distance when Jesus was crucified, and that's shown in Luke 23, 40. After seeing where his body was laid, the women returned to their homes to prepare spices and ointments and then rested uh, the next day, the beginning of the feast of unleavened bread. So they did according to how the scriptures were written and how they were supposed to do things. And in um, uh, one of the things that uh, when I'm going to go back to to read uh, Luke 23, 40, uh, just to make some comparisons, but they, um, the spices and the ointments that they use were to preserve the body to offset decomposition. Could you imagine? Because mm. what do we use now? Embalming fluid. Mm. But they were actually, they could put together herbs it's amazing. and make the body have less decomposition. And odor. Yes. If you go back to um, Luke 23:40, one of the criminals in the previous 39, one of the criminals who were hanged rallied at him saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And he goes on to say, And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due rewards of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Yeshua, remember me. When you come into your kingdom and he said to him, truly, I said to you today, you will be with me in paradise. So here these women are getting priority to prepare to Christ. And here you have two men who are already, it's not typical of people. <laughs> you got two people already pointing finger, one pointing a finger and the other one saying, well, we're here because we're guilty. But here's a man who had no guilt, had no sin, and he was standing in place for us. Can you imagine uh, during that time of his arrest, the ball of confusion mm. and the emotional roller coaster that many believers were on? You have those who were for and those who were against uh, Yeshua. And to see him on the cross and then die, everyone, not everyone, but there was a feeling of hopelessness yeah. that had to be in the air. But also it got people's attention that when he took his last breath 
and the clouds started to open up and and in a, a earthquake and and the breaking of things in the temple and also people coming out of their graves Ooh, we got to do Talk something that. on that one. Alrighty. So, but since the women uh, could not anoint Yeshua's body the day after he died, because it was the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, because it's recognized as a Sabbath day. So that feast day was recognized as a Sabbath day. They waited for the earliest light, the first day of the week or Sunday. That's where Sunday comes in. Since the regular Saturday Sabbath prevented them from going to Yeshua's tomb. But know that the Sabbath is Saturday. That did not change the Sabbath. It just changed how they had to process uh, Yeshua's body. One thing I just wanted to go back real quick to something you said about uh, the people uh, being there when uh, Yeshua was condemned. But look at how fast people changed. Mm. I mean, here you had the man who healed people, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, who uh, took uh, demons out of their body, who gave them a different perspective, the woman with the issue of blood. Those same people were the people who condemned him. I mean, they had a choice. On the mount. <clears throat> they had a choice of either taking Barabbas who was a known criminal. (laughs) Everyone knew he was a thief and a criminal or take Yeshua who did no wrong. But yet in the blink of an eye, they changed their whole attitude that that kind of gives me Mm. upsets me because how are we even in this world so easily changed by opinions by how people think about different things, or if you don't agree with me, or you disagree. Oh, you start. You gotta stop. Hey, but gotta, I'm just. It's the, I'm just saying. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, it's a matter of. I'm gonna stay focused. Yes, it's a matter it. of nothing is new under the sun. What was going on in those times are the same things that we're doing today. But I'll get back to the the cancel years culture, visit. <laughs> the press, the very one side, the other side, who's right, you know, who's wrong. Uh, but it's, it's something that we see right now. Oh, but God. I am going to mention the term sepulcher <laughs> that refers to Jesus, Yeshua's tomb. Scripture tells us a woman Women who had watched at a distance where Jesus was buried came to the tomb. Scripture doesn't mention how many women uh, headed to uh, Yeshua's tomb, but three are named, and we know them as Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James. And who you can, is also the mother of Yeshua. Yeshua, and James is his brother. You can read this in Luke twenty four ten. The day before, a few women witnessed a gravestone being rolled in front of the tomb. And as they walked to the tomb, they discussed how it could be removed. Because remember, these were huge stones. Mm -hmm. They're going to roll the body after it's entombed in front. And basically, it's going to decay right there within the tomb. And that's the reason for the herbs. But Luke 24, 2 through 4 says, and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher when they got there. So they're anticipating, boy, how are we going to do this? Are there going to be guards there? Are we going to be able to get men to move the stone? Because not saying that women were weak, but these were huge stones. These were not usually they might even have um, what's that called a lever or they use leverage in order to roll the stone into place so they didn't know that but when they got there the stone wasn't there 
They did not know that an angel had earlier rolled the stone away, causing the guards to be afraid and fall into a trance-like condition. Now, here's somebody. They were scared out of their wits is what that was. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're there guarding, and the next thing you know, no, what, the, the stone, the stone what, what is in moving. the world? Yep, yep, yep. You know, their lives were on the line. Well, yeah, well, not only your lives on the line, but you begin to wonder how could that happen knowing that they were there they had already done that. It's a it's a disruption of your mental faculties, right? And um, when you look at um, uh, Matthew twenty eight two to four, it says, "And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it." So he did this. And the, I'm sure those men were scared. <laughs> but note, Jesus' tombs often had large circular stones placed at the entrances. Since the edge of the stone was set in a track, it could be rolled away. There you go. That's, yep. the, that's the secret. Yep. In addition, sometimes these tombs were sealed with clay or wax to indicate if the stone had been moved and the tomb disturbed because they had grave robbers back then too. At the request of the Jewish officials, Pilate had Jesus' tomb sealed and he also assigned soldiers to guard it. And you can check that out in Matthew 27, 62 through 66. So once the soldiers came out of their trance-like condition and they left the tomb to report a empty it was empty, an empty yep. tomb to the chief priests. I can imagine how they were, what did we, how could this happen? They were confused. Yeah, uh, and how were they going to tell? <laughs> yes, but at least they were soldiers, so they had to report in. The Apostle Luke writes, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus, mm. finding the stone rolled away from the entrance of the tomb. They enter in intending to finish the work of anointing Jesus' body that Joseph and Nicodemus had begun. Before we go on, let's, 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 let's take a short break. Uh, but stay tuned for the good stuff. He has risen. All right. They say this mountain can be moved. They say these chains will never break But they don't know you like we do There is power in your name Carter's Corner provides expert athletic consulting to agencies, sports programs, and families. Services include fundraising, community events, football camps, career planning, and vending. Carter's Corner offers quality coaching to athletes and highlights their actions on the field and classrooms to college recruiters. Call Sam Carter, 850-510-6702, or email carterscorner at me.com. Carter's Corner is also a 501. One C three nonprofit. Hey, Dads, Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Did you know on any given day there are over two million children who have a father in prison, which means many children are growing up without their dads. So, men. Please mentor these children with homework, sports, and church. Reach out to your youth programs in your area and check out our website, welivingstones.org. 
We're your neighbors. We're Noble. This is Dewey Rio with Noble, the national organization of black law enforcement executives. Noble serves as the conscience of law enforcement. Our aim is to ensure fairness in the administration of justice and public service to all. We also support our youth through scholarships, mentoring, and educational programs. With over 3,000 members worldwide who work in the criminal justice system, our goal is to offer solutions to law enforcement issues and concerns in the communities we serve. North Florida Noble chapter members are also your neighbors. Many are first responders answering calls to your emergency and safety needs. We have members in education, social services, and other areas. We've chosen to be guardians in our community, but we need your help. Through these messages, we'd like to provide information for your safety and improve communications with law enforcement. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com, and together we can promote justice by action. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour. As we finish the death of Yeshua, we want, I'm sure those women who entered were in for a amazing surprise. They didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. They looked for his body, but it was not there. However, in uh, John 20, 4 through 7, uh, it talks about that very thing because what they found was that the linen cloth that Jesus was wrapped in were still lying there. And the face cloth was by itself as if Jesus had just slipped out of it. And he did. <laughs> and remember, God. that is the cloth yes. that had relevance when it was actually found because it was supposed to have the impression Hmm. of jesus face on it now remember i'm sure they were shocked because they were going to preserve his body with the herbs remember but his body wasn't there the women knew exactly where jesus was buried because that was told in luke 23 55 so they did not go to the wrong tomb you know because i'm not confused right But they never expected to find an empty tomb. So Mary Magdalene brought someone. She thought, oh, man, they stole Yeshua's body and took off running to tell Peter and John the tomb was empty. And you can find that in John uh, 20, uh, 1 through 2. Excuse me. She persisted in believing someone had taken his body until Yeshua spoke to him herself. (laughs) And if you go to uh, John 20, 10 through 16, it reads, Then the disciples went away again unto their own home, but Mary stood without by herself at the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And see it, two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said to her, Woman, why weepest thou? She says unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus. Yeshua standing, <laughs> but she knew right then she knew not that it was Jesus. And Yeshua said unto her, "Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou?" 
she's supposing him to be, ah, he's just a gardener, Mm -hmm. saith unto him, (laughs) Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Yeshua saith unto her, Mary. Could you imagine hearing your name? Wow. And you know that's Christ. That's a chill going yes. through your body. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. So it is so interesting to know that you could recognize him as soon as he says your name. And mm. what is it they say when when the end is near? When he comes, he's going to call your name. Yeah. He'll be just like him. Praise God. You know, all the gospel accounts refer to someone at the tomb explaining the absence of Yeshua's body. In Matthew, it is an angel. Uh, Matthew's 25, an angel, and the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. And in Mark 16, 5, and entering the sepulchre, the young they saw a young man sitting at the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were frightened. And 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 part of that is like with JC um, uh, John twenty twelve. She just read that where it just referred to how they were two angels just sitting there, uh, dressed all in white. <laughs> Praise God, mm-hmm. and uh, and it seems clear that the angels of the Almighty appeared in human form to give the message of Yeshua's resurrection. No doubt the two angels' presence had roles, with one of them acting as the spokesman. Mm, interesting. They Even angels have, what is that called? Even they got jobs. Yes, they You know, did. sometimes we think angels are just there to... To of course be our guardian angels and things of that nature, but a lot of times they have positions and job descriptions of things that they need to be doing too. But according to the other gospel accounts, the angels invited the women to look and see where Yeshua had lain. You can read about that in Matthew twenty eight six, but in Mark sixteen six, and it says, and he said to them, "Do not be alarmed." You seek Yeshua of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He's risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. So he wanted to assure them that he he was risen. As they looked, they saw what Peter and John would later see. Namely, the linen cloths in which Yeshua was wrapped, lying undisturbed, and the napkin for his head lying separately. And they weren't paper napkins. That was cloth napkins. <laughs> that linen. All. Yes. And like that's, that linen that you use for your summer suits. Yes. How about that? That you can locate in John 25 through 7. This evidence would have been convincing for the women. No grave robbers would, could, would have unwrapped the body and left the grave clothes behind. Because why? They'd be carrying around a, a, a dead <laughs> a carcass <laughs> if they did that. Yeah, they and was, someone would be getting uh, hung or whatever, uh, definitely uh, taken to prison. Uh, neither would Joseph of Arimathea if he had decided to move the body. So he would have taken... And what they're saying here is is that they would have taken the whole body. They just wouldn't have taken that one 
you know, taken off the wrap and, and gone. And plus, this was an improved activity under pilot. Yes, it pilot was. improved for them to go out to have a grave, uh, uh, a cave, or a tomb. So the only way that the tomb would be empty is someone stole it, unless, no, unless and a we'll miracle find, happened. Yes, and we're going to hear the rest of that story. The truth is that Yeshua, in his glorified body, passed through the wrappings, leaving them undisturbed. Now, you know that's God. Mm. It is also fitting that in a social system where women were looked upon as inferior, Yeshua saved the first knowledge of his resurrection for these women. Hmm. Hmm. It showed that he valued their faithful labors behind the scenes as much as he did the more public services of his male disciples. This also symbolized the spiritual equality between men and women that would exist in the church. Yes, indeed. Uh, let me read that again. Yes. This also symbolized the spiritual equality between men and women that would exist in the church. And Paul states in Galatians 3.28, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus, Yeshua, the anointed one, the Christ. I mean, I think we need to really... Indeed. Look at this because that's not somehow our churches today have moved away from the truth. Yeah. I mean, it says that right in Galatians three twenty eight, you couldn't be any more specific. You don't. This is the Equality Act in Galatians three twenty eight. How about that? You don't. Need we don't need law. a law. We and, have. Uh, we are under the law of the Almighty. And man always puts himself mm. and his decisions in. So no. Women shouldn't be preachers. Women mm. can't do this. Women can't do that. All I know is that I'm, I'm, uh, from the birth of a female, I'm, I'm married to a wonderful woman. I'm blessed with three daughters, um, and we have uh, four, four beautiful granddaughters. Smart too, man. So you know that's why I'm, I was always on that trans. Oh no, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. All I know is this is the Equality Act. Yes, right it is. Here. Yes, it is. And it's the Bible. Yes. So if we would turn towards the Word and Scripture. We should. We, we wouldn't, wouldn't have be having the issues these issues. Yeah, we are right now. Amen. Galatians three twenty eight, ladies. Yes, it. Get it in your spirit because the women have always been working in the background. Yes, and Jesus knew it. Yes, you know, look at uh, Mary and her sister. Yes, you know, uh, ser- you know, one serving and the other one got mad at each other. So women always be. How can women don't like? Sometimes they don't get the, oh, go get me stay back on yeah. track. This, back this, on the track. first right. time Yeshua spoke of his coming death and resurrection was right after Peter confessed him as Christ. Mm. Go to Matthew 16, 21 or follow up in Luke 9, 20, 22. The second time, just after Yeshua healed a demon possessed boy. And you can find that in Mark 9, um, 17 through 32. And the third time, Yeshua gave his, this prophecy when he and his disciples were on their way to Jerusalem for the last time. Mm-hmm. And that's in Mark 10, 32 through 34. Although Jesus foretold his crucifixion, 
crucifixion, death, and resurrection to his disciple on multiplication. For some reasons, his words never made a lasting impression on them. Mm. You know, sometimes we hear a direction, but sometimes it doesn't get into our spirit because it goes in one ear and out the other. And most people say it takes, you got to hear it about seven times. So I guess Jesus had to keep saying it seven times. On one occasion, they discussed among themselves... What the rising from the dead meant. On another occasion, they did not understand his prediction and were afraid to ask him what he meant. Mm. So, and, and, and that's why sometimes, not that you question your boss, but when someone gives you directions, sometimes you, if you're not clear on things, you shouldn't be afraid not to ask. Well, Mark, just since you brought up that Mark 9, 9 through 10, and it says, and as they were coming down the mountains, because he had just done, um, went up to the mountain and they the saw Beatitudes. him okay. in his glorified state. Um, he charged, oh, that's what the three right, right. Okay. He charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So here you had an opportunity. They already saw the Christ in his transfiguration, but they couldn't say anything until he rose from the dead. I want to give them a benefit of the doubt. They witnessed so much being in his presence, walking with him, eating with him, talking with him, that there was so much information that they just uh, kind of passed through and they just forgot. Well, sometimes... Yeshua did give them commands of not speaking or not saying different things because the time is not yet. Well, stay tuned. There is more to come. for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support. Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Greetings, I am Pastor Gary Montgomery and this is my lovely wife, Elder JC of Living Stones International. We are parents, we are children of parents, and we have children who are parents. Well, Pastor, you always say that we have an operating manual, our Bible, but sometimes you still need a guide on how to be good parents, better parents, and the best parents ever. Welcome to Parenting Snippets, where Pastor and I will share through social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, 
tips on how to do just that. Praise God. So continue to follow us on social media to find out the tip of the week and how to become good parents. Well, welcome back. We can profit from the experience of these early believers. The predicted truth of the death and resurrection of Yeshua came to them by revelation through the angels, not by reason, because they did not consider it reasonable. Could you imagine you're coming up on a grave and the body's not there? It's like, what happened to it? Someone he stole it. I mean, those are the, the normal things that you would think about. Therefore, they did not take it seriously. Now, by revelation, once again, God reminded them of the truth of Jesus' resurrection and their faith was strengthened. But look, just earlier we read that they, um, in John, in Mark 9, 9 through 10, they just experienced the transfiguration <laughs> of Yeshua and somehow they lost faith. I mean, Ladies and gentlemen, we lose faith quick. Quick. Well, you just said earlier, how did they go from praising the right. Almighty God to, to and, condemning and Jesus him. Christ? Yes. To, you know, you're guilty, and yes. automatically everybody ran and abandoned them. So it's it's, and that's why we need to be in our Bibles because it's through that that God reveals those opportunities to us to see the truth. Yet Jehovah's truth always comes to us by revelation. How? Through the Bible. It's called biblical revelation. Since parts of the Bible do not seem reasonable to our human minds, we tend to ignore some of it or interpret it figuratively. Mm -hmm. But I know that that Bible is a literal translation and sometimes when you read it, you have to read it. Just as Pastor said, they didn't hear it the first time or they didn't see it the first time. You got to hear it several times. You got to read it several times because it may not be the moment that you are going to be revealed the truth until you read it over and over again. So as a result, <clears throat> excuse me, we miss the blessing that God's word brings because of our unbelief. Because mm -hmm. what does this say? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Only when we take all of Jehovah's words seriously can he strengthen us to believe and to have faith as a, I'll say it again, mustard seed. A little, a little tiny seed. seed. Yes. That grows into a big tree. Yes. Praise God. Because scripture tells us after not finding Yeshua in the tomb, Peter, John, and the women, they headed back to Jerusalem. And the Lord, behold, they ran into, they ran into Yeshua himself, who instructed them to tell the other disciples. And, and now when they reached the disciples, not only could they tell the angels' message in the empty tomb, but they could also tell them that they had seen the Lord Jesus himself. They were first-hand witnesses that Yeshua's prediction of his death and resurrection was true. And they were women, not men. Mm. They were the first ones. You see him, hey. 
what's so interesting though is how as disciples and seeing all that you've seen how would you not have faith in the words that he brought to you so it, it sometimes it takes us um uh, go you know just a, a someone saying something to us or making mention of what's happened before for us to believe but of all those who followed yeshua the 11 disciples minus judas should have had the strongest faith. That's what I'm saying. They, mm-hmm. they should have believed. They walked with him for three years, heard him speak of his resurrection several times, yet they refused to believe. After his resurrection... Just even after the... Um, um, oh, well, God. one saw him on the mountain transfigured. <laughs> I mean, that's he changed his form yeah, that's to true. show who he was. So, what are you thinking about, Pastor? Uh, the, the I'm having a senior moment. I've been having too many senior moments. Uh, he called for Lazarus. Oh, to come they saw Lazarus. That was, he was the dead. biggest He was thinking. He, yeah. he must not have had no herbs or or no, no spices. No, remember he they was said gone it was three days. Three days so. but, he did, but he called him out on the fourth. Yes. So. He would be stinking. <laughs> well, that was a senior moment I just had there. Praise God. Oh, but you did remember. After his resurrection, it was resurrected. <laughs> Yeshua appeared before them. He rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart. And that's in Mark 16, 14. So he told them, he says, well, wait a minute. Now, y'all, y'all been here all this time with me and you didn't know that mm-hmm. I would be coming back? I mean, come on now. After would all. you be one of those? <laughs> and it did say in, in Mark 16, 14, afterwards he appeared to the 11 themselves as they were reclining at a table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. So he was mad because people told him I was risen and you didn't believe believe, believe me. (laughs) So it is interesting that their failure to believe is proof of Jesus resurrection. Since they were not expecting him to rise, they surely would not have imagined having seen him. Neither would they have stolen his body to make others believe that Yeshua has risen because that is still on the table. People still believe that the disciples took his body. His disciples were dejected and defeated, hiding out because they feared what happened to them in John twenty nineteen, which reveals then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, when the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Yeshua. And stood in their midst and said unto him, you know, <laughs> Yeshua was cool. Peace be unto you. That's amazing. Like you're sitting there. Scared uh, out your wits. Right. Because everything has, this is now uh, three plus days later. Yes. And uh, the ball of confusion. Uh, soldiers looking for you. You don't know who you can trust. Yes. Uh, people telling on people, and you know, look at Peter. He rebuked uh, the, the the Christ three times, and 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 that was out of fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, plus, they might have still been mad at him for cutting off the, that soldier's ear in uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. So uh, and so, all of them uh, were afraid to be recognized with him. And that's why um, I'm still stuck on um, they're all huddled together. Well, but therefore, we cannot be sure when they began to preach the risen Christ, 
they did it based on undeniable proof because then when he appeared to them, they had the proof. They knew then their faith was strengthened because at that point they were security cats. But our faith rests on fact, not imagination. I just have to bring in a, a current story. We just had, and there was some gunshots in our neighborhood again. Um, <laughs> and we, I heard it. And I think you were I heard in the back. It too. It was like, so we didn't pay much attention. So like, I had yeah. to leave to go. It was outside. too loud. It was like it was like right outside. And it was about your six doors. shots. It did sound like it was right there, and it was literally right there. After I talked to the neighbor, he was out, and someone had approached him about pick, getting a ride, and he did wasn't sure what was going on. So he said no, and as soon as he got ready to walk back to his um, apartment, the shots came out. Another car came out, and shots came out. So it's like. He ran in, of course, we all did. And when we hear that, we're scared. But then I had to look and venture and thank God for our cameras because then we can see. But on my way out to Mm -hmm. run an errand, I ran into the confusion that had gone on that went from where we're living up to another street. And there were police out with guns and with like... uh, uh, not guns. They a- were like a- AR-15s. And you're wondering, and there was an ambulance, so you know someone that got injured. And you're wondering, you're scared, but then we also want to know how can we keep our balance and keep ourselves safe in the midst of that situation? So I could imagine how the apostles felt after Jesus had risen. They're hiding out, but thank God, thank mm-hmm. Yeshua that he appeared for them and said, peace be unto to you we all need that right now because mm-hmm. uh, now that same day of Yeshua's resurrection two of his followers were headed to Imanus and that's Imanus is about seven miles from Jerusalem and they walked all they the walk, time I was going to say that was a long seven miles is long when you're walking it yeah but to someone's doing it every day that's, that's like true. that's true don't hop in your car or there's no public transportation <laughs> and while they were talking to each other about everything that happened in Jerusalem, you know, uh, you know, the, the death resurrections, the earthquakes, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everything that went on his arrest because they were followers of uh, Yeshua. You, can you imagine you walking along and then all of a sudden Yeshua joined them, but they didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize him at all. And, and and Yeshua asked them what they were discussing because they were looking sad as they walked. Mm. And for once, the men stopped and the one named Cleopas said, you must be the only person <laughs> in Jerusalem who doesn't know what has happened there. And Yeshua said, what are you talking about? And they shared about Jesus of Nazareth and how he was a great prophet to the Almighty God and said and did many powerful things. Mm. They were hoping he would be the one to free Israel. They also shared it has been three days since his death. They also said that they had seen a vision of angels who told them that Jesus was alive. Wow. Could you imagine hearing that? And almost making it like, you must be a dummy. You don't know what's going on. But the accounts our lesson gives is credible and irrefutable evidence that Yeshua, 
Jesus Christ indeed rose from the dead and appeared in a real glorified body. Amen. The body I'm going to have when we meet up with him in the sky. We all know what our lives are like because Yeshua rose from the dead. But what would be our lives be like if he hadn't Uh been resurrected? Mm. Mm. The Apostle Paul, one of the eyewitnesses of the risen Christ. Because he he was on his way and got knocked over by the Holy Spirit in the light of Jesus himself. Yes. Talking about stop the Damascus. And Damascus is in where? Iran. Iraq. I I mean, Iraq. And, you know, that's there's a lot of history there. Unfortunately, it's getting blown up and it's going to be de- destroyed for any future uh, issues or future visits. But one of the things that the Apostle Paul, um, being the eyewitness, uh, describes a thing that would be true if Yeshua had not been resurrected. Mm. First, our preaching and teaching would be useless. Mm. Why? Because if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain? That First Corinthians fifteen fourteen. Second, our faith would be useless. If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. First Corinthians fifteen seventeen. And third, we would still be under the penalty of our sin if Christ be not raised in your sins. 1 Corinthians 15, 17. And I'm going to read um, a part of this starting at 1 Corinthians 15, 15. We are f- even found to be misrepresenting God mm. because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Mm. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact... Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So we confess that Christ was raised from the dead and that our future and all the people who have died before us are going to be raised up from the dead and joined in that judgment at that time. So we're going to hold on to this because we have a, a final segment. We want to come back. But I am just so thankful Thank you, Lord. that he is risen. We'll be right back. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love. Heal and forgive. He bled and died. Hey dads, 
Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Dads make a valuable contribution to the well-being of their children, such as promoting healthy physical, emotional, social, and spiritual development. So dads, start today to be the best father you can be. Also, check out our website, welivingstones.org. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Living Stones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Living Stones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Well, welcome back. We are at the conclusion of our show on He is Risen. Um, I believe we do have some scriptures that we want to follow up on. But it's it's interesting. I, I tried to really read not only a scripture, but read um, some verses every morning. And I love how the newer, we are so fortunate yes, to have Google and Bible apps and just everything because you can we can be triggered to read a verse every day and I do that and the verse today was so appropriate um, I, we knew we were going to do um, he is risen but the verse today speaks to that to this very knowledgeably and also just gives a kudos and confirms that when we bring these shows to you that we're not just bringing them helter-skelter, that yes. God has put this in our spirit, that there are certain things that we need to uh, get out to our audience and, and to allow you to understand biblically ourselves as a human race. God is the head of Amen. our family. Amen. And we do believe, and we know there are a lot of people out there who don't, who say they're atheists, who... Uh, or counter to what uh, the faith is. It's counter to, of course, under the influence of Satan. But we know that God is real. We, we've we seen him uh, by the acts and the things that he have done in our lives, um, in me. our children's lives. Um, you know, uh, just one quick story. We saw that when our son got married. And we were all going, to, <laughs> uh, we all decided to, that. Uh, well, the bride decided she wanted to go to uh, uh, cheese- Cheesecake Factory. Exactly, yeah. So we all went in. It was about eight or nine of us. Um, and as we sat down, we're 
you know, ordering, we're doing our things. And, and it's, and we decided to have dessert, of course, because it's, you know, we're non-traditional type of marriages, but it, we enjoyed the time. We had time to talk and time to deal with the grandchildren. And at the end, when we asked for our bill, uh, the hostess or the waitress said that it was paid. And we're going, huh, huh, huh? Mm-hmm. She said, well, there was a man over there and he saw that you guys were a party of, for coming from a wedding. And so we said, yes. And he said he would take care of it. Dessert Isn't that amazing? Dessert and all. So I told my son, we were always on him about doing the right thing. <laughs> you know, you have children now, you need to do the right thing. And all I could do was look at him and said, yeah. look at God and how he blessed you. Yes. We didn't have to pay for our meal. That was amazing. So we're gonna. I'm gonna read you Galatians two twenty. He's a miracle himself. Yes, he is. He was only like three pounds. That's when he right. Was he was born. a, he was a preemie. preemie. First preemie to be born in, in York, York Hospital, Pennsylvania. York, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so God is in Six the miracle. Six feet tall. Yes, hundred eighty pounds. Healthy. Yes, he is. He's trying to get wealthy. <laughs> he's, he's working, he's on, working it. on a while. He's, <laughs> he's 35 now. And and they said that he was going to have undeveloped lungs. Right. And he's going all oh, kind of crazy yep. enough in this guy's a bill of health. Praise yes. God. Amen. So Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified hmm. with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me i do not frustrate the grace of god for if righteousness come by the law then christ is dead in vain so we know that he is risen because it is not in vain Yes, indeed. And and finally, believers who have died, they're lost forever. Yes. And if Christ be not raised, then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. And this First uh, Corinthians fifteen, seventeen through eighteen. And that will be true because our resurrection is based on Christ's resurrection. And that's 1 Corinthians 15 through 20 through 23. Paul was awesome. Yes, he was. If he does not get up, neither will we. Mm. Paul concluded by saying that now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Therefore, our preaching has purpose. Our faith is solid. Our sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. Thank we you, expect true joy, and we have the confidence that we shall see our loved ones once again. All this is true because Jesus Christ has risen. Praise God. Well, you know, we have to leave, but, you know, we'll be back next week for yes. another edition of the Stone Builders Hour. God bless y'all, and peace out. Amen. It's who I got. Every word of worship. With one accord. Everybody say every praise. Come on, say every praise. It's who I got.